0: Broadcasting from the formal state of Oregon in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. Today is April 27th, 2022. Broadcasting from an undisclosed location, I am your host, Joshua Michael. And I have been a busy, 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 busy guy, diving headfirst into this governor's race and really trying to grasp and get a taste for uh, what's happening around the state and what real state and chance that we might have uh, to really get a governor into the governor's mansion here this election cycle. Now, based on everything that I've seen, and how I've been following everything, it's uh, its really interesting to see kind of the infighting going on within the Republican Party. <clears throat> but I do have to say that we are literally infiltrating the Republicans and they don't know what to do. The old white shoe boy, traditional, uh, you know, rhino Republicans that have conquered and been sitting on top of all the grassroots movements and all the good people and manipulating them out of elections and manipulating them, no more is that going to happen. No more. There is enough people active right now in this Oregon movement that there is a huge swell coming of 40 years of nonsense and people are just fed up with it. And I saw a perfect example of it last weekend when I was at Dorchester. We saw the old uh, rhino Republicans trying to do business as usual, trying to sweep things under the rug, trying to do everything. But there were so many good people there, so many good Christian believing people there supporting, exposing, addressing things. You know, uh, Don Powers down there, he's doing great work with Take Back America. Uh, he had a breakout group on talking on how to watch for stolen elections and educating people on how to look to be poll watchers and where the law is, what rights they have, and how to do it and things to look for. So Don Powers is down there doing this great work. He had he had people in there for like four hours nonstop with, I think, one 15-minute break and people from all different counties of Oregon are there learning how to get involved. And this is the key. This is such a beautiful thing to see is people need to understand. You guys all need to understand, each and every one of you listening to this, there is something that you can do. There's something that you can do. Now, I can't tell you what that is, right? But we all have to contribute to this great American system and we have to be able to engage for our future with what we want. We can't just go to work every day and get home and watch TV and take care of our kids and all this stuff. Yes, we have to do all that as well. That's all of our responsibilities, right? That's all of our responsibilities to take care of our families and our friends and still have some type of social life so we all don't go crazy and we're not working ourselves to death. But there is also a balance and there's something just like you don't brush your teeth You have to brush your teeth, right? You have to take a shower. You're going to get grimy. Well, we have to engage in active, liberty-based actions on a daily basis, no different than we pray, no different than we breathe, no different than we have to buy food or eat or drink water or put gas in our car or all those little things that we have to do in our daily routines. We now have to add liberty-based activism into our lives to where we're doing something every single day. Let me give you an example. Even if it's something like, hey, talking to the guy at the gas station, talking to the person at the checkout, You know, holding a sign out, putting a sign out in in, uh, your friend's yard, calling your friend that, you know, maybe is a supporter or who has recently come to being a supporter of a certain candidate or a certain individual or a certain idea, and you just happen to have a sign or you want to put a sign out that says, hey, we support this. We support this liberty-based candidate. We support this movement, this grassroots movement. We're behind it. And that has an effect It might seem so small and minuscule and just tiny and not be a big deal, but if we can do something just a little bit every single day, I challenge you guys, I challenge each and every one of you to actually look in your life and see in which way you can promote a liberty-based, free republic action in some way. You know, it used to be you walk into a store without a mask, you get a little conflict Uh, And then you either shop there you don't shop there like that those were good actions. And now keep in mind, the masks are coming back. The masks are coming back. The masks are coming back. I know I'm not supposed to speak that into reality. Everybody gives me a hard time. Because you because because they're saying that I'm always speaking things into reality. Well, listen, They are trying in every single way that they can to put this together, and by they, I mean the World Health Organization, I mean the Oregon Health Authority here locally, uh, the UN, um, people at the governor's office, and the federal government, the CDC, all these people. They are actively trying to figure out how and what type of event or sequence of events that they can do to get you back in your home, get you back on your mask, and, uh, and force vaccinate each and every one of you that chose not to get the experimental shot. They are still actively going to come after us. They are actively going to do that. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, okay? I'm not trying to get on a tangent, but... You know, let's not go back to sleep. The time now is to lean in. And let me tell you some really good things that are happening. On my away stay that I've been away for quite some time, for a few weeks now, um, just we're out in all of these events kind of following things closely. I've been keeping a really eye. I've been going to all the debates. I've been meeting with a lot of the candidates talking to them, feeling them out, seeing them, uh, watching their people so so one thing you can judge is when you're looking to vet somebody out right it 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 is great, and it's awesome to look at that individual and deep dive into their character and observe how they are and how they treat people. I always like to you know um, if you take uh you know, if you go out to dinner with somebody, how do they treat the staff, right? How do they treat that waiter and server? To me, that really demonstrates a pretty um, substantial amount of character. Now, it's not the end-all, be-all, right? But there's something, there's such an interesting, and and servers and waiters, you, you'll understand this, and anybody who's a customer service will understand this. It's really interesting how people will treat um, different servers and waiters, like how you know, they feel like they have power over them. And so sometimes they'll talk down to them or be really mean to them or be, you know, really nice and just grateful. And And how interesting is it that we go sit down and we literally have to sit there and somebody serves us. Like what a concept. It's, 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 it's a wonderful aspect of the world, right? Because that is such a luxury that uh, a lot of places across the world, they don't get that luxury to have that, um, you know, all the time. Right. And 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 it is a luxury, right? We how how freaking lazy are we? Right. But, you know, we can't cook these big gourmet meals or maybe just the prep on it and we don't have time. Or it's just nice to be able to go relax, you know, drink some whiskey with some friends and hang out and 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 not have to do anything but just socialize and be in the moment. So, but it's really interesting to do that. So another thing that I've noticed. When you're vetting people and trying to trying to find out who's a good person and who's not is look at the people around them, right? Look at the people around them and I know there's been a lot of talk with like Elon Musk and him buying Twitter, and that's kind of a big deal on things that he's done and people he's surrounded himself with. He's got some Bill Gates funding back in two thousand and fifteen uh, for something and I'm not trying to get on a tangent on that, but uh you know it's just something that came to mind, but the Looking at people around them, you really can kind of grasp a concept of that individual. They say if you want to look at somebody's character, you find their closest 10 people around them. And that is, and that, and they, each little piece of that, those people will kind of make up that person's character right? And so I've been doing a lot of this and I've been watching the different campaigns and the governor's races. I'm really, uh, key on looking at mostly the governor's races. Cause that's, that's a big deal. And there's still a lot of Republican governors out there still, still, uh, trying to be in the race and, and, and trying to be relevant. And there, some of them are trying to reinvent the wheel. Um, and you you know, it's just, it's just really interesting. Um, but, uh, One of the things that I've noticed by looking at the individuals surrounding uh, these candidates, you can really learn kind of who deep in that person is. Because the person on the spotlight, obviously, they're going to be more refined. They're going to be, you know, feel like everybody's looking at them and everybody's paying attention to them. But the people around them, they don't think anybody's looking or watching what they're doing, okay? Okay. So it's really interesting to to see those dynamics, and if you really want to kind of learn and find out about a candidate, um, you kind of look at around them. And so one of the candidates that comes to mind, I don't know if you guys heard or seen uh, the video I posted on Instagram. Yes, I'm on Instagram. You can find me the or the Joshua, the real Joshua Michael. Sorry, I'm not a big Instagram guy, but you know it's the only social media I'm using right now, aside from Truth Social. I'm now on Truth Social um noncompliant America. And then I have obviously my noncompliantamerica.com website, which is where you find this podcast, uh, as well as some uh, some live videos and stuff. So you can go to live.noncompliantamerica.com and that's going to be my Odyssey page. I am going to be going back to Twitter. So you will be able to find me noncompliant America on Twitter. And I'm going to be headed there and I'm going to test the waters of what Elon Musk Uh, is supposed to be doing. Supposedly, Tucker Carlson got reinstated. So that's a good sign in a good direction, Um, but we're going to see. So anyways, back to the people around surrounding uh, this governor's race. So at Dorchester this past weekend when I was there, uh, I saw some really interesting. I I talked to Bob Tiernan, um, who's just... uh, same old, same old. there's nothing special about him. The guy uh, is just an arrogant business guy who thinks that he can bully his way into the governor's office. And he's certainly done that with Dorchester. He's certainly done that with the coin debate. Um, but really, I don't think the guy has a lot of substance. He just he's more concerned about crime in every aspect. And that's all he really talks about. He doesn't have any real policy. Plus, he helped write Measure 11, which has been an absurd disaster. It's essentially revoked uh, the rights of judges to properly oversee a case and uh, apply the proper sentencing. Now, we have been seeing a lot of abuse in that case of like people that are, you know, Shooting up schools and different things, and then being out off bail in four hours, you know, and and there are some absurdities, but a lot of that is also tied in with the DAs because a lot of the DAs have been uh, installed by the George Soros organizations to where they have an agenda as well, in collaboration with the Obama administration and the Obama holdover networks. They have a plan to install these DAs. Uh, to give people less harsh sentences and not charge them, such as the BLM rioters and the Antifa. And, and and we all know the stories. We all seen the stories, right? The Kyle Rittenhouse, who clearly was defending himself, uh, clearly. The dude, I mean, there was more footage on the Kyle Rittenhouse case than anything, and anybody I advise you, if you guys have any questions about that, write to me. I will send you the video breakdown in timeline format of what happened and how... Disciplined Kyle Rittenhouse actually was in regards to that entire uh, night, right? But he's crazy conspiracy. They wanted to lock him up and throw away the key. Uh, but then you have these other individuals that like run people over with the car and they're out on bail, um, even though they're openly talking about, you know, running over as many white people as they can and they hit the Christmas parade and everything else. And that's okay. But that is more about like the DAs, right? Uh, Not necessarily the judges. So Measure 11, terrible. Uh, Bob Tiernan wasn't impressed with them. I'm going to give you guys more of my my assessment with uh, what's going on when we get back. Thank you. Reluctantly crouched at the starting line. Engines pumping and thumping in time The green light flashes, the flags go up Churning and burning, they yearn for the cup They deftly maneuver and muscle for rank Fuel burning fast on an empty from tank. the formal state of war, in FEMA Region the Their prowess is It's your host, Michael As they Michael. Speed through the finish, the flags go down The fans get up and they get out of town Alright folks, we are back Except for one and still driving and striving
1: as fast as I can right. the
0: sun has gone down and that's right i'm going gone the off. distance and long ago left are you the cup, but he's driving and striving i'm and putting everything the on the line i'm sacrificing everything burns. that i have he and using every ounce burns. of energy that i have uh, within myself and days, everything to stream. try to expose and get Jesus. a full grasp on what's happening locally i know everybody wants to talk about things nationally it's really easy uh, they're fun. They're exciting stories, and uh, and it's a, and it's a good distraction. It's a good passing time. But I really want to dive into what's happening here, and I want to give you guys a front and center perspective on what is happening here and what I'm seeing, right? And what I'm seeing is a huge, giant wave of grassroots conservative Republicans and Democrats title-waving into this primary to try to push and elevate into the main elections coming up in November. Now, there is so much happening all the time. I could spend the next 15 hours kind of breaking things down on my analysis of what I've been doing. Um, And and I'm certainly going to be trying to explain that over the next couple shows uh, and elaborating um, as we roll into the election night coming up in May for the primaries. Now, keep in mind, the 27th is the last day. Today is the last day that you can sign up uh, and make sure to be able to vote into the primaries, right? And a lot of people think... um, that if they're in an unaffiliated group or if they're uh, registered as a Democrat, they will not be able to vote uh, in the Republican primaries. So if you're going to do that, you definitely want to switch your party to do so. Now, I think today is the last day to do that. Excuse me. Um, so deep diving back in, right? Talking about people that are around these candidates. And their behaviors kind of now I don't wanna say represent them uh in a sense that it defines them entirely, but it's just really interesting, you know, who some of these people choose to associate with, right? So you can you can judge individuals based on what they do, but you can also look at the people around them. Okay. For one, there's not really anybody around Bob Tiernan. Okay. Like the dude was walking around by himself and Whoever he was with, and that was it. There weren't any crowds around him, right? Stan Polium, he had most of his family around there. Uh, there were a couple, uh, you know, supporters and stuff at this Dorchester event. Then they were kind of following him around and and everything else. And then a couple other other candidates that were there, um, they were kind of just lone wolfing a little bit. Um, you know, they didn't have like a big crowd around them, right? So it's harder to judge when they're kind of more uh, by themselves and it, but it also demonstrates the amount of support and just the natural gravitas and leadership that is surrounding some of these people. So one of the interesting things um, that happened with Mark Thielman being there is, you know, I was interviewing a lot of these people. I interviewed Jessica Gomez. I interviewed Bob Tiernan um, and then I interviewed Mark Thielman. When I interviewed uh, Mark Thielman, uh, suddenly, the room got quiet, and then there was like this group of people that were gravitating toward our interview right and it was it was so strange because I had just been talking to a bunch of other people. People are walking around, walking past us, no big deal, everything else now, call it what you may. It might have just been pure chance and everything else, but it just demonstrates that the resonance or uh the way that he's resonating with the public and I would say a lot of people that were there were Mark Thielman supporters, and so it was so interesting to see during the during the debate, uh, it, the people the people behind Dorchester they were trying to change the rules on how the voting happened at that debate. So during the debate, after it had already started, there was a rule change <clears throat> that one of the heads I don't remember who it was specifically. Um, But he tried to say, oh, well, if you don't have this lanyard that cost $256 or however much it was, then you can't vote. So that means all these people that were participated that paid $70 for a dinner ticket to participate in the entire Dorchester event, they weren't able to vote. And lo and behold, most of those people were Mark Thielman people. So they were essentially just trying to skew the vote because why would it be that all these elites that want to spend $250 for a plate versus $70 for a plate. Why should their vote mean more than another person's? So that was really interesting because I saw firsthand on first account, them address these guys in the back during the debate, basically calling them out, saying that's ridiculous. And fortunately the Thielman campaign, um, managers they had this thing on lock and they actually had it in writing that to where they promised that said if you buy a dinner ticket that you can vote so they were essentially trying to eliminate half the people that participated from doing this vote now why does that matter well it matters because of what happened following that so after the debate you guys can check it out live.noncompliantamerica.com you can check it out we're also going to be putting it on um KSLM's website. So kslm.news or live.noncompliantamerica.com. So you can check that out. But why this is so interesting is because what happened after. Now, while they they were counting the votes, uh, one, we went over there, they were trying to stop the counting again. When people actually were going to vote. So we hit, we nailed that on the head too. And we blocked Dorchester from being able to block these people from voting. So we allowed them all to vote. Boom, huge line starts, voting counts, the end of the night. Okay. So at the end of the night, Mark Thielman, I think there were like eight different voting sessions and counts that they've done. And he averaged, I think like 51 or 67% of the vote. Just beat the beat the piss out of all of these people right and what happened after that was so interesting uh I think it was Stan Pulliam's wife so I got Stan on video once they posted the polls and you can see his reaction here (laughs) It's time to unmask the truth and expose the lies. The occupied forces do not want you to hear this broadcast. Breaking through the censorship and delivering raw, unedited content, it's Joshua Michael Michael with Non-Compliant America. Welcome back, folks. We are just riding off the seat of our pants here. We are all in, not holding anything back. We are not going to be left behind in this huge corporate takeover wave that's happening in all aspects of our lives. They are trying to capture our children. They're trying to capture our minds. They're trying to capture everything. And we as Americans and free, loving human beings are here to say no, we are not going to comply. I'm your host today here on KSLM, 1220 AM, 104.3 FM, Joshua Michael, and we are here with Noncompliant America, here to say no. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry, we've already made up our minds. Some of you just haven't figured it out yet. Some of you haven't figured out which side that you're on. Some of you haven't decided to come forward yet even though in your mind you've decided what side you're on. You are on the side of liberty. And that's it. Take a nice, deep breath because this is our life now. This is our future. This is what we are meant to do. This is what we are meant to fight for and stand for is our kids, our livelihoods, and our future. They made a run at us. They threw us in closets and put masks on our kids. Can you can you imagine such an absurd thing to where they're going to do that and not get punished. Well, here we are. We are on our way and they are on their heels in all aspects of corruption, both the Republicans and the Democrats, both the corporations and the private small and pop institutions. We are all engaged in this active experiment of the life and pursuit of happiness here in America and worldwide. We are in a singularity, and uh, and it's pretty phenomenal uh, to have this experience. I am blessed uh, by the grace of God. We make sure to pray to God um, for all of our life and all of our... Uh, all of our uh, challenges that we face and leave it up to him to decide which direction that we need to go. And as we progress and grow in our lives, may we have truth and, uh, and the light guide us. Thank you. And amen. Getting back into uh, the Dorchester event, and then I'm going to be moving on. Um, If you guys heard the reaction of Stan saying, Oh no way. No way! I can't believe that happened. And what happened? Uh, Mark Thielman just knocked not Mark Thielman, the grassroots candidate uh, that supposedly didn't deserve have a chance. And Coin did not allow them to him to be on stage to do a debate, which he provides the most infor- inf- informative content. Uh, he's the most interesting candidate. Why would they, at that level, not want him to be on stage? He's talking about things that people resonate with. Why would they not want him on stage? Why would Coin6 not want Mark Thielman to be in their debate? K2 tried to do it. They ended up canceling their debate. Coin6 just went ahead with it. And guess who was on there? Uh, Mr. Uh, Gosh, I forgot his name now. Stan Pulliam. He got to be on this on the Coin Six debate. He used to be president of Dorchester, and he's the mayor right down the street of where they hosted Dorchester, and that guy could not get enough people to show up to have him uh, completely obliterate the polls and just dominate everybody? Come on. Thielman, his campaign, they're from all over, but he's a lot further away than what Dorchester is. So the, so the ex-president of Dorchester... And the mayor of the current a current mayor of the town literally closest to the event could not get enough people to vote for him. And so he got completely stomped on that poll. And now what do they do? What does Dorchester do say? Oh, it was not fair. It wasn't fair. They the Thielman campaign paid for all those people to be there and vote for him. And what a skewed poll. It doesn't mean anything. Where it does mean everything, it demonstrates how on the pulse Mr. Thielman is. He's the best chance that we have uh, to preserve this future of this state. He's defending against the farmers, the ranchers, the schools, the kids, the medical freedom. He's the he's the he's the guy. He's the one. Um, and so, in case you haven't know, he's a hundred percent got my support, and I'm supporting and endorsing him here publicly on this show right now. Uh, I have done my due diligence in vetting through all the other candidates and kind of looking at who, one, has the best chance, but second, who is actually going to fight for us? Because it's going to be a fight, fighting against the Democrats in this uh, primary and then the general election, and then even once he's in office, right? How are we going to navigate that in a completely captured state? Because as you know, in the beginning of my intro, you know, in a formal state of Oregon in FEMA region 10, we are captured. We're captured by UN operatives and globalists that are operating through the Democratic Party and they have their servant or servants of their system penetrating and obstructing and destroying the foundational fabric of what makes this great state, Oregon. Okay, So we're fighting against that, and I think Mark Thielman is the best chance for that. If you feel the same way, you definitely want to get behind Mark Thielman, and it's markfororegon.com. And he's making a huge sprint and a run toward this primary to do fundraising. He needs all the help that we can get. It's us together actively engaging in this process that allows things to help uh, and grow and work toward a nice, beautiful human future. If we go to sleep and we put our heads down and we dive into these robotic machine screens of our cell phones and uh, televisions and, and, and just everything surrounding our lives and technology, if we do that and don't tor- turn toward humanity... And turn our phones off and disconnect and go play and plant a garden and, you know, go enjoy playing catch with your son or daughter uh, or playing Barbies or whatever you want to do to actively engage in the human process, right? Because that's an entirely different experience in itself. And there's real fulfillment in that. So I encourage you, if you're sad, if you're depressed, if you're if you're feeling uneasy and you don't know what's going on or what to do or you're scared of what to do, the best thing to do is look inward, disconnect from technology, and try to find some good people. And if you want to get involved, definitely reach out. Uh, I know the Thielman Campaign, they're very welcoming. markfororegon.com. You can reach out to them directly. Send him a message. Hey, how can I help? How can I do this? I need a yard sign. Do you guys have any events coming up? You can check events on there and definitely get involved because we are on the push now. Between now and I think it's May sixteenth or seventeenth. I apologize if I don't have the date specific. Um, I don't have that in front of me. That's uh, it, it. That's the that's the big push that we have. So we need to get behind that. So I know I'm talking about local a lot. And I and I and I really want to bring you guys up to speed with what I've been doing. This is what I've been eat, sleep, and drinking for the past two weeks solid, so I can give you this report and give you this analysis and see how things are operating, what things are panning out, what I see. I do see a huge wave. Despite them trying to block Mark, I see a huge wave coming for him and they're gonna push him into the primary or uh, into the general election for sure. I'm gonna call it right now. Mark Dillman will win. Uh, The primary election, hands down, he's done the most work and he's the most valid candidate that I've seen thus far. You have uh, hiding basement Bud Pierce, uh, who literally has not gone to any of these debates. He has not participated in anything. He's hiding in his basement. Same with Christine Drazen, who is an existing uh, establishment Republican. She's once again trying to just push her way into the governor's office and she's hiding. She was not at the debates either. So, the two, quote, according to the fake stream media, uh, the two proper candidates were not at Dorchester. They weren't at the big debate on Monday. That was hosted online by, uh, you know, some wonderful people uh, up in Portland. So, they, they're they just, they're, they're crickets. Now, what are they doing? They're hiding behind their pre-scripted, already refined commercials that they spent tens of thousands of dollars on, and they're going to sit back And let this rhino-supporting mainstream system, the machine that locked you in your homes, that told you you're bad, orange man bad. They're the same people that told you that uh, COVID vaccines are safe and effective. They're the same people that told you you need to wear a mask. They're the same people that have been lying to you over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, the same groups and organizations are now going to tell you that Christine Drazen and Bud Pierce are going to be the ticket. They're no matter what. They're the same people that are telling you that. So we are we going to listen to them, or are we going to actively get engaged in our own lives? Look around. Ask your neighbors and see who they're voting for and see who is, this is a very important moment, folks. And that's why I'm emphasizing it, okay? So, are we gonna listen to them? No, they're rejected, they're failing, they have government funding. Nobody likes them, nobody appreciates them. They're so far behind on the wave that's coming. They have no idea how irrelevant they've become. And it's just so fascinating to watch them continually like emboldened and they're like doubling down and trying to pretend that they're still in charge it's the people's movement folks it's the people it's now's the time to get involved we'll be back It's better to die on your feet than live on your knees. We can't continue to be silent. Your voice will set us free. Broadcasting live, it's Joshua Michael. charged up. Can you feel the energy? It is a beautiful time to participate in this animated contest of liberty because that's really what it is. It's simply just a contest to try to literally uh, promote freedom and engage in freedom To really uh, emphasize and have a wonderful, beautiful, impactful, fulfillable life. It's really what life's all about. And uh, a lot of you might think, oh, no, it's about this. It's about power. It's about, uh, you know, indulgence, overindulgence. We need everything. We need to explore every crack and crevice of the world and know all the answers and, and everything else. And no, we don't. We don't. We just need to trust in God and trust in ourselves and trust in our families and trust in our friends. That is the answer to happiness. But right now, we have to trust in them, but we also have to trust that we are on the march right now against these tyrannical systems that they're still going to move forward with And we need to get prepared in every single way that we can, spiritually, emotionally, financially. We need to get prepared. You need to start reaching out to your neighbors and finding the ones that you get along with and you're able to collaborate with because you will need them in the future. They are very important. It takes a community to be able to survive if any of your great grandparents or grandparents are still alive or people that were from the depression now is the time to pull out your handbooks your notebooks and start taking notes start taking notes on things that they did to survive and the ways that they navigated through that commodities is huge availability on materials is huge being able to plant your own garden, filter your water, right? Find alternate forms of transportation like a bicycle or, you know, a scooter or something. I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying like you're not always going to have your car and you're not always going to want to use your car or your vehicle. They are trying to collapse this system right now because you are now awake And you now see what is going on, what they've been doing to you, and what is happening to our society. You now see, and they are going to do anything and everything that they can to either make you go back to sleep, so they're going to remove the mask mandate, in hopes that you go back to sleep to give you some false sense of victory. But in the same breath and at the same time, they're rolling out their vaccine passport system, the one that you said would never come, right? Because I'm crazy and all that's never going to happen. Well, Free Oregon, uh, the great guys over at Free Oregon, they posted um, yesterday, uh, voluntary COVID-19 vaccine record. Welcome to Oregon's electronic COVID-19 vaccine record system. Enter a few details below to get a link to a QR code. So Oregon Health Authority is creating, and this is how they do it. Remember how we were talking about how they kind of weasel their way in, right? Remember they did the beta test in Portland uh, for the social worker relief system to help with social uh, issues so they don't burden the police? And I mentioned that was part of the Strong Cities Initiative. That was a UN curriculum program that was written years ago. It's part of the Agenda 2030 uh, program for the UN to basically capture all the major blue cities, and they virtually have. Um, and so they can indoctrinate a more global based policy to where you no, you no longer have local authority. So you don't have the ability to manage your local departments and local interests, uh, because it's all being managed by the UN. And the global systems and the corporatocracy of these systems, they are then going to become your global dictators and be determinate. And we saw a piece of this with COVID. Remember walking through the store, you'd say, well, the World Health Organization says that you need to wear a mask, right? And and some people are like, who's the World Health Organization? And why is the World Health Organization telling us to wear a mask here in the United States? Why didn't they say the CDC? Because everybody's like, oh, the CDC. And you know, better yet, why didn't the, the, the store have a recording that said the Oregon Health Authority? Because really, that was, or why didn't they say OSHA? You know, why didn't, why did they say the World Health Organization? Which then later came out that the World Health Organization said, you shouldn't wear masks, but yet the CDC says you should, right? So see the conflict there. It's just kind of a weird thing. But that was an example of them rolling out a global system, a global ID passport, a global vaccine passport. That was an example of that. Uh, And them testing their reach. To see how effective they could be, they could shut down industries, consolidate markets, get everybody to start shopping at Walmart, eating at Taco Bell, and no longer are they going to, you know, Olive Boutique anymore, or you know, other local places that uh, sell the same, some of the same clothes and things that not that they sell the same clothes, but I'm saying just the mom and pop shops versus the uh, the big institutions. Excuse me. It's allergy season. So, prime example, Oregon Health Authority, they are moving forward with the COVID vaccine system. What are you going to do about it? Because they are moving forward. I know for a fact, last year, Marion County has contact tracer programs, and people working in the department right now. They are working there and have been working there. Can't tell you where my source is from. But they are currently working there right now. Why would they be working there? COVID's gone away, right? It hasn't gone away, folks. They're working behind the scenes hoping to distract you with this Elon Musk Twitter thing and the Russia thing, which Russia is now escalating. Russia has turned off the gas to two countries today. They turned off the natural gas, right? So Putin just warned, supposedly, now this is coming out of the sun, it's not substantiated, and I don't speak Russian. Uh, he, The things are escalating very quickly there, and they're trying to escalate things to a nuclear thing. So is this the move to create the panic and hysteria that they need to re-lock things down? Because maybe it won't be a COVID lockdown this time. Maybe it will be a nuclear lockdown out of the threat of nuclear uh, destruction that might be coming to the West. Hide in your homes, folks. And then what comes... Oh, he's a Russian spy. We need to extract him out of his home and violate all of his rights and lock him up to a never-ending oblivion. Thanks for listening. I am Joshua Michael, Noncompliant America. Visit us, noncompliantamerica.com. We'll talk to you soon.